Welcome to A Friend of Mine, a series of conversations with some incredible and inspiring women in business from regional and rural Australia. I'm Kimberly Finesse, your host and the founder and editor of Oak Magazine, and I cannot wait to introduce you to some amazing female entrepreneurs who will share with you their experience and knowledge of what it takes to start, grow and scale a successful business. So let me introduce you to a friend of mine. For Karen O'Brien, opening a homeware store was a dream in the making for many years. Karen and her husband Jed lived in the outback for 15 years managing cattle stations whilst raising their young family. As their four children grew older, Karen began to think about what she could do beyond being a mum. The idea of starting an online business emerged. However, limited access to resources in the remote area put this idea on hold. On a trip to Victoria, Karen drove through the historic town of Yakandanda. It was love at first sight. Six years ago, the family moved from the Kimberley to the small rural village with its natural charm and historic appeal. It was in Yakandanda that Karen launched her business. Vivian Kate, named after her daughter, offers a unique curated collection of cow hides, sheepskin, leather bags, hats, fashion and homewares, with a focus on natural materials and handmade products that Karen personally selects. Karen started with selling cow hides online, but as the business grew, she realised the importance of interacting with customers in person. Karen converted a small office space into a display room and eventually found a shopfront space on the main street. Vivian Kate grew rapidly to the point it was bursting out onto the streets before Karen moved into a bigger space. In this episode, Karen shares her journey of moving from the Kimberley to Yakandanda, her passion for entrepreneurship and the challenges she faced starting her own business. Karen also discusses the beauty of Yakandanda, hidden gems in the town and the importance of supporting local businesses. Meet my friend Karen from Vivian Kate. Hello, Karen, and welcome to the podcast. Hi, Kim. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. I want to give our listeners a little idea of where we are. We're sitting on this old park bench, Courthouse Gardens in Yakandanda in Victoria, and it is lush green. There are birds. It's a balmy 23 degrees. It's so good. I know. How lucky. It's heaven on earth. It is. It is the best little town. Even just driving in, um, just the ranges as you're driving in and you've got these beautiful mountains and there's just lush greenery and, you know, cows everywhere. It really is a beautiful, I suppose, a a beautiful little day trip. Yeah, it is. Honestly, I reckon um, the first time I drove in here probably, it was probably about 12 years ago, I said to Jed, my husband, this is, this is where I want to live. This is the place. I'm never really expecting we would ever be here, but, um, but I just knew. I drove in. I'm like, I've, all my life I've wanted to live in the mountains. And this little town, it's just got all, it, it's clever. It's got houses kind of nestled in amongst beautiful gardens. Everybody in town just seems really happy to be here. From an outsider's point of view, it just was idyllic. And I must say, I couldn't get a park down Main Street. Oh, yes, it's um, school holidays. (laughs) (laughs) We are a little bit of a tourist destination. We're on that kind of triangle between the really popular Beechworth that everybody knows and everybody's heard of and Bright. So we're kind of part of that tourist loop. So whilst not everybody stays at Yakandanda, everybody comes to Yakandanda. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, why don't we go back? I know we're here in beautiful Yakandanda and you've come here from somewhere else. So I would love if you could take us back six years and tell us where you were and what you were doing. 
Okay, well, this for us is our big move to the to the big smoke. <laughs> <laughs> so we're in this tiny little village of I don't know how many, you know, nine hundred people or something in Yak, gorgeous little rural area. But we moved here from the Kimberley. So I met my husband. I am Victorian. Originally, I grew up on Phillip Island, but I met my husband on school holidays uh, up in the Territory. And, you know, a couple of years later, ended up moving to Darwin to teach just to be a little bit closer and ultimately ended up on cattle stations with him. So we were in the Territory uh, and then the Kimberley. We had all four kids out there in the outback. So my life was really vastly different. It was extremely hot. You know, I was pregnant and barefoot, essentially, with um, four little kids in the middle of nowhere. In the middle of nowhere. Yeah. At that time, I mean, you've come to Yakandanda and you have a business here. But when you were in the Kimberley, was there any time that you wanted to start your own business? Like, was that ever a, you know, a feeling in you or something you were drawn to? Mm. I think I knew my time with teaching was done. I loved it, but it was kind of never, you know, it was never really what I wanted to do. I kind of, I did my arts degree and then sort of was told, you know, you're doing very good teaching subject. You know, then did my dip ed and fell into teaching. And I was teaching full time for about 12 years and I loved it, but it was never kind of right. You know, it was not really on my right path. Um, I had a couple of friends, weirdly, during those years that were also teachers who had shops of their own. Yeah, I kind of thought, well, well that's, that's really cool. I love the idea of it. So I guess it was always there a little bit. But in the outback, do you know what? I was so busy being a mum and we did School of the Air. Being a mum for me was probably the most important job I had ever had. Um, like I just... I absolutely loved it um, and I took it really really seriously so I was kind of I, I felt really fortunate in lots of ways even though we were isolated and I was doing it on my own for the most part I felt privileged that well I, I didn't have an option I couldn't work so there was no pressure to work so you know I just spent my days loving the time with these beautiful little kids and I think the fact that perhaps that I was an older mum so I was 36 when I had Patty our first and 42 when I had our fourth Viv I don't know, maybe I, maybe I was, you know, I'd lived a little bit, I'd done a little bit of travelling first and, um, and I was just ready to give my all to these little beings. So, um, so yeah, I think they, they got my best years. <laughs> <laughs> Once the kids were a little bit older and not, you know, so incredibly needy, I was sort of thinking, you know, how, what can I do? What can I do here? I don't want to just be the manager's wife. And, I mean, ultimately I was also working in the office at the station, but it kind of, that wasn't my passion at all. And I did have that, the idea of I wanted to start an online business. However, at that point in time, you know, we, were, we had a mail plane that flew in once a week, pretty not remote really. We were about an hour from our closest town. Um, but, you know, I just sort of thought if you're doing an online business, you know, you need to be a little bit closer to the post office. So that kind of put that on the back burner for a little while, but it was definitely there. And I was definitely talking about it to friends up there because they've reminded me since, you know, wow, you've done it, you're doing your dream. And I was, I, I actually didn't even really realise that I, yeah, for, for so long, it probably was a dream. Isn't that lovely? I love when people recognise something in you. So you've obviously given out some little vibe, you know, little quips here and little comments there. And because they're good friends, they've obviously listened, which is such a good trait for a friend. Um, <laughs> listened and then, yeah, to, to play it back to you and say, hey, this is actually... This was part of a dream. This was, yeah. You talked about. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah. It's amazing. I know, yes. So how did you find yourself in, in Yak and Dander? Yak. Like that's got to be a big move from the Kimberley. I mean, it's, you know, on the other side of 
you know, our country. But also when you've got four kids, I'm thinking there's school and there's sport. Like to bring kids into a small area again can also be tricky to find all those you know I suppose those things that they can still do yeah 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 well to be honest anything was going to be a bonus from (laughs) from the middle of nowhere with no sport and and no music and no drama and all of those things that that I felt privileged enough to grow up with and we wanted for our kids so we always knew that come high school we weren't going to do distance education we weren't prepared to send them away to boarding school we want them with us as long as possible like yeah you love them oh I know like everyone does and I actually Actually, you know what, I know boarding school is actually fabulous for kids too because lots of my friends up there had either been boarders or sent their kids away and the stories were all positive and amazing and the connections they make are brilliant. So it's, you know, nothing against um, boarding but it's just, it wasn't my experience and it wasn't Jed's experience and it's, and it's just not what we felt that we wanted to do. And that's perfectly mm. okay. So why Yakandanda? Well, Jed grew up in a little town called Tumbarumba, which is um, sort of the foothills of the snowy. So it's probably a couple of hours. Yes, it's about two hours from here. We used to come home every wet season annually. We'd come and spend sort of Christmas time with his family in Tumba. And we'd do sort of trips around and we'd actually bought a property in Tumba thinking that that's where we would settle once we brought the kids back for secondary school. But over the, oh, just over time, I kind of realised that, well, I kind of decided that I thought maybe Tumba was still quite rural and still actually a little bit remote. Even though it's, you know, it's in New South Wales, it's not in the top end, it's not in the middle of nowhere. It just felt a little bit remote still and... I guess it was just me, you know, talking about my perfect place. I always knew I I had this perfect place in mind and lots of different people randomly had said to me, you know, there's a little town called Yakandanda not so far away. And, you know, I reckon it was about the third time somebody different said it to me that I thought, hey, Jed, let's go for a drive. I want to check this place out. And um, honestly, the minute we drove in, I went, oh, that's the place. That is it. It is, it. it is gorgeous. So yeah. it's a it's a tiny little, just to describe it to your listeners, it's a, a little rural village. It is quaint. It's got a beautiful historic feel to it. So a lot of the, it's really only one street. Our one main street is under a heritage covenant. The buildings will maintain their gorgeous old facades. We are restricted as to colours that we can paint. Even my signage, I had to, I had to alter my logo just a little bit because it it couldn't be too modern, mm. you know, it still had to be in keeping, so, which is kind of great. And the community here is, like, amazing. It's, feel, it's still really small town, but really, really progressive as well. So we've just got this incredible eclectic mix of really, um, like, rural and regional people. So we've still got the farmers here, but we've also got some really talented musicians and artists. We've got uh, just people that are really, really diverse and seemingly... Jed does tell me I wear very rosy-coloured glasses, but seemingly just really gets along beautifully. Like, I just think it's a really kind, supportive and diverse teeny-weeny community. It's beautiful. I mean, I've just literally driven down, as I said, couldn't find a park, (laughs) driven another blocky, found one, quickly walked to your store um, and... You know, I actually can't wait till this finishes so I can explore some of those shops that I saw and and have a beautiful coffee. And I saw some cakes and um, a beautiful, yeah, obviously somewhere that does some wine and everything. Um, The other thing I noticed when I was walking to your store, Vivian Kate, is I could smell it first. Now, those who... I don't know if I've ever mentioned this on the podcast, but I have a thing for scent. I think it's the beauty therapy side of me, you know, 
at the day spa, it was all about scent, you know, yeah, all your yeah. products and, you know, making sure the essential oils are burning and what type. Um, but I could smell your store. Oh, that is it, it's funny. just Slightly embarrassing. No, not at all. It's, it's got one of those luxurious smells you know it's all it almost smells like it's going to be good it's like this isn't going to disappoint me it's one of those stores and um to walk in there it is absolutely stunning so take me back to to that decision to open up a a retail store well it started really as a website I've always knew like so back in the Kimberley back back whenever I knew I wanted to sell at that particular time it was cowhides probably because I was living in the middle of nowhere and we had massive cattle stations so cowhides I just thought I love I love the idea of a cowhide as part of my decor so that was what I initially started with selling cowhides online um, I set up my website pretty much at the same time as COVID hit so that was I don't know maybe that wasn't such a bad thing we got to a point where I just I had a, a fair bit of stock in the house annoyingly in our space so I realized I needed somewhere to to store it so I moved to a little place um, just just slightly out of Yak it was like an artist's hub so I just converted a little office space upstairs into a little what was supposed to be my storeroom that kind of ended up being my display room (laughs) and then I couldn't help myself so I was actually working at that time as well Um, and but but then I would open Friday nights and Saturdays and let people come in and I realized like I just I realized that I can't just be a website because I love talking to people and I love showing people and I loved I just loved the whole setting it up oh this is I couldn't just put things in boxes or store them I, I, I've just found that I you know oh that looks really pretty styled all by itself you know wasting space in that box over there so so that was I, it was kind of accidental. So I probably was up there in that space, which is a little bit out of the way. So you know, I didn't have lots of traffic for about a year, I reckon. And then just a chance conversation with a shop owner in town that she so she was a second-hand dealer. She had she has a large house on the main street, but she had two sort of shop front facades. And I so I just sort of on like randomly said, you know. I, don't suppose you would ever consider renting out a space would you and she said well actually as a matter of fact maybe I would I suppose it always pays to ask doesn't it to to step in and say hey you know that store you have could you you pop me in on the side or oh I just really believe in uh, fate sounds a bit dramatic doesn't it but I kind of just really believe that things fall into your path when they're meant to so this is I am definitely on my path and I am definitely doing what I was meant to do. I absolutely love my shop. So ultimately to go back, yes, I I ended up in that little shop space. So I was there for probably in the end two and a half years or so. And within that time, like it, it it was fantastic. Suddenly I'm on the main street, so I just have people walking past all the time. So I had that awesome visitation. So it kind of just became next level and my shop front sales were better than, well, were more significant than certainly than my online. Yeah. So just even the fact that your bricks and mortar store has done better than your website. I feel like someone that's listening wants to hear that. Do you know what I mean? Like we open up a bricks and mortar and we're not getting the traffic or we think that we're going to open it and it's not going to have that um, that income coming in to, to supplement the rent. Mm. I think to hear that from you and say, well, yeah, my, it went up. 
Yeah, I, I just, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's... Oh, I actually find, I think it's way easier to be in a bricks and mortar. I actually take my hat off to anybody who has success with a website because that is really, really hard. Oh, and not to be like, you know, I'm really old, poor me, but I'm really old. <laughs> you, are, you don't look old, Karen, No, but honestly. you know, I'm over 50. So, so um, like I'm reasonably au fait with, with the website stuff and Insta and, you know, all the social social stuff. But, you know, I just think... That is not my passion. I am so much more into, like, I just love meeting people. I love talking to people. Um, I really enjoy helping people find um, whatever, whether it's the, so I've branched out now. I should just explain. Um, it's not just about cow hides and leather anymore. So it began with cow hides. It was leather bags. That is my passion. But I also love aromatherapy. Um, so you were speaking of the smell earlier. Yeah. I am super fussy about smells. I can't bear I can't bear highly processed, like bad fragrance. I can't bear really um, synthetic fragrances or anything too over the top. So I stock brands that are like pure. They are essential oil based. They're Australian made. They're grown and harvested locally and they're, they're divine. They're gorgeous. And I just feel really proud that I stock those. I love the way my store smells as well. And it won't give anybody a headache, including me, when, when, when you walk in. No, it's it's beautiful. And um, I suppose that's something I did notice when I came in and we were trying to, to get out to, to obviously do the podcast outside, which um, if you are listening, I mean, we're outside. There's obviously, you know, cars at school holidays. Well, it's the first day of Vic school holidays, um, nature and everything. But this adds to it. You are here with us on this uh, park bench. Uh, but when I walked in and we're trying to, trying to, you know, get out, um, you know, you're chatting to everyone. And, oh, you have to have a look at this. And hi, Sue. And hi, you know, it's, I didn't, it's so It's nice. so country, isn't yeah, it? It is so, so country. country. <laughs> I know. I love that we, that's it. Like I, I do know my customers um, and I know my product. I source every one of them by, you know, myself, obviously. And I'm really passionate about it. And as you saw, we have a mutual friend who I stock in my store. Uh, I love supporting rural women in business. I absolutely love, so the ceramicists, the jewellers, the printmakers. What else do I have? I have a friend who makes hats and, and other millinery. Yeah, so... Yeah, and that was one of the things we're in there and there's an older lady and you've introduced me to her and, and then she's mentioned her daughter and what her daughter does and then so we go outside and just next door you're like, pop in and let's see the daughter and then we have a chat and I... I could imagine doing this as a, I mean, this is almost a full-time job, but just the idea of coming into a town like this, and I feel like I could start at the top of the street and go into every store and have these beautiful stories. And, yes. you know, you're part of that now. And yeah. the building that you're in is part of the story too, mm. isn't it? It has a very special place in Yakandanda's history. Uh, and even when you go down into that second part of your building and you just look up and there's these beautiful rafters, there's natural light coming in, like it it makes you want to shop. And I, I think people then can see those items in their house, in their home. Yeah, yeah. yeah as well. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I've sort yep. of set it up, especially the back room, so that it, it does give you that. So I've got the throws and the cushions on the couch. We've got, uh, as well as the sheepskin, um, and then and then there's room for the cowhides on the floor. We've got a coffee table with our oak magazine. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and the artwork on the walls. And I, th yeah, as I said, I think someone could just come in and go, all right, copy paste. So having been in Yak for quite some time now, do you know any hidden secrets you can share with us? Is there a good place to shop, stay, explore? I can't think of anything that, like it's, 
It is just genuinely beautiful. Every B&B, the motels are lovely. Like, I, I honestly, I don't even really want to pick someone out, although I'm saying that. And I am going to say I do a fashion – I've started doing a fashion parade annually. And the last one I did in spring, summer was at this most beautiful building that is right next door to me, another historic building. It's, it's the old bank building and it's been renovated over the years. It's now an Airbnb with a spectacular garden out the back. So it was just perfect for my fashion parades. Do you think that that's sometimes what happens when you become a business owner? Have you noticed that you've suddenly got all these other ideas, like these little side businesses or I'm just thinking the fashion show, like that's very entrepreneurial of you. Oh, really? Yes. I just think, no, that makes sense. Um, (laughs) No, I tell you why, because I have customers who are hilarious and just like really don't want to try anything on. And they're just like, I just love the idea because I cancelled one or I postponed one. And and a a gorgeous customer friend um, just said, oh, she was just really disappointed because she hates trying things on. She just wanted to look at them on somebody else. So which actually just inspired me to, you know, just, no, let's do it. Let's just do it because it is hard. It's a lot of hard work. It's not a great money-making exercise. It is, it's a lovely service to provide. It is, it's almost like your customer service. Yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. And we enjoy it. And, I, and look, we have local models that, that we've become really attached to. And, that, you know, they're kind of our Vivian Kate models. And that's really lo- lovely. Like a, we have a mum and daughter team and just girls that, that are offering to keep coming back and whatever. So I feel a pressure to keep doing it. But it's awesome. Again, I think it's something for women. I love making women happy. I love getting women together. And I love just celebrating girls. So... We serve champagne and we have awesome nibbles and we do the fashion parade and then we just laugh and try on stuff and just have a really lovely afternoon. I think Yak would be a great place to come to for a girls' weekend as I'm driving here with my husband. So I brought my husband along for a uh, two-week podcast tour, although I think I'm going to drop him off after the first week back home (laughs) (laughs) and then do the second half by myself. But um, I was saying to him as I was driving in, uh, my God, because I could see a little trail, a walking trail, I'm like... I should bring Brikita and we should do like a walking track Um, because I love hiking. I discovered hiking this year and absolutely love it. And I just think this is the perfect setting for it. Um, But yeah, to come here, stay for a weekend, enjoy the wineries, the cafes, go for those little day trips everywhere and just have some really important girl time. Oh, yeah. We we actually get so many girls trips here we do get lots of people coming even just out of Albury and Wodonga or um, like sort of surrounding towns once the weather turns good and um, particularly on weekends we are flat out we're really really busy the other thing that we have here that's significant actually is our bike riding our mountain bike trails yeah in terms of your business could you give me your biggest wow moment alongside maybe the most challenging the most challenging thing I think is um the fact that we set up during COVID. So I became a shop front in COVID where I had to be shut for a considerable amount of the time. And then we actually had the bushfires up here, like really, really close. So that was a really tricky time as well. I feel like I perhaps haven't actually seen a normal season yet Ah, like perhaps now although even now I think we're we're experiencing this horrendous financial kind of trying environment aren't we like you know with everyone's afraid of interest rates and and the inflation so you're not allowed to spend and like it's just sort of been one thing after another and to be honest it's been the toughest in my short 
my short four or five years, it's been a, a quite a tough last season. So I think winter in regional areas in a small town like this, where we really rely on the tourists, winter was horrendous. Mm. Yeah. How do you push through then? Because I think that's that's what it feels like at the moment. It's just like we're we're fighting so hard in small business. Like off the back of, I think this is harder than COVID. Mm. Honestly, I, I actually agree. There's no cash injection. Yeah, like yep. that did help. Yeah, yeah. And really well, and then we also had the, have the whole, you know, well, people stop spending so that inflation doesn't go up. So retail's really suffered. I'll be honest, I lie awake at night, I panic, I lose sleep. Yet particularly recently, I've been really worried because, yeah, it's stressful. It's stressful to, you know, frankly, I left a pretty good, um, well-paid career. I potentially could have, even emergency teaching was, was really good money. So it's a big deal to, I actually let my teaching registration lapse and, you know, jump in to something that's um, really, really reliant on a healthy economy. And, um, and you kind of can't control how many people turn up, you know. Um, yeah, so, so it's not easy, but I went to the last trade show and spoke to lots of people. So I think it's that networking thing too, you know, just talking to, to the wholesalers, talking to every, other people in their own shops or within the industry and everyone's saying it's the toughest toughest time they remember in eight years. And so that's reassuring for somebody who's basically new to retail anyway. Um, and I haven't had consistent years. There's always been something weird going on. So, you know, I, don't, I feel like I have, I have never had a normal year, so I have nothing to compare against. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I think so many people probably feel the same, Karen, yeah, honestly. Yeah, and, yeah. and as you said, it's nice that it's, it's not you. It's not something you're doing in oh. business wrong or anything oh, like that. Oh, no, I still think it's that. Ever, oh, really? <laughs> no. It's, I think oh, no, we're all know. having the same stresses. It's and funny. It takes a lot. We dig in. I think that's the thing. I look at myself and I think, and sort of all the other small business owners that I deal with on a day-to-day basis, of course, they're all female, um, but we dig in. Yeah, You yeah. know, we just don't let go easy. Oh, no, we that's dig in, we're thing. like, okay, one more day, yep. one more week, yep. one more Christmas. Oh, I 100% refuse to give up. Like, this is going to be amazing. I love my shop. I love my, I love what I'm doing. And and like you said earlier, you know, one thing leads to another. So suddenly I'm, I'm like, oh, I've got, I've got ideas for out the back now. And, you know, I can just see I, it's really, I've got to hold myself back because <laughs> um, expansion so easy to visualize. I just have to be financially a little bit more sensible than I tend to want to be. Yeah, mm. I, I have those problems as well, <laughs> you know, hence a podcast van. Yeah. <laughs> Let's buy the van and build the dream around it. <laughs> well, my favourite question before I let you go and to get back in the shop is, can you tell me about a friend of yours that we need to know about? I can. I have this gorgeous girl that dropped off some cards um, just recently. Her business is called Dear Henry. She is, a, to me, the epitome of this beautiful little community, um, which is all about slow fashion and and looking after the environment and being sustainable. So this beautiful friend, customer, dropped off her cards and I, I absolutely love the name Dear Henry for a start. So she mends. She is not about throwing anything away. She, We want to see longevity in clothing. So I always buy clothes that are meant to last the distance. They, so they're pure wool, they're cashmere, they're beautiful, natural fibres, often made in our own country or, or a country of origin. So, you know, if it comes from Ireland, it's made in Ireland. So they're meant to last. If, however, you do get a hole in it, <laughs> in anything, 
Dear Henry can fix it, which I, I just love. And she's really, she does some really quirky work. Um, firstly, I love Bonnie's name because it comes from the, uh, oh, obviously, the, song. the hole I'm in just my thinking, bucket. Oh my Dear gosh, Henry. I'm not going to get rid of that song today. I, I, just, <laughs> I just think it's a really cool um, business name. But even the branding, I love the it. Like, is beautiful. So we're talking postcard, white background, Dear Henry, uh, with, I would say, crochet as the letters, uh, lots of different colours. Uh, it's just beautiful. It's so simple but really stands out. Mm. And then, of course, on the back, you know, QR code, all her details, phone, email, her socials. Her socials are all the same. I mean, this is what you need. That card, I'm a tactile person as well. Mm. It's mm. great GSM. It feels nice. Uh, and, yeah, just love that with visible mending, your clothes will tell a new story of resilience and sustainability. Yeah, so that's her passion and she's clever. really, really true to her yeah. her passion. Um, and, and just because you're talking about how beautiful this graphic is, this is actually done by another gorgeous local uh, friend and businesswoman, Springfolk. Oh, my gosh. Springfolk uh, popped up on my Insta. Springfolk Creative. Yes. It is Tori yes. DeRoche. So she's amazing. Yes, I've, I've seen some of the stuff that she does and love it and would love an idea of, um, so Tori, if you're listening, I would love to collaborate with you on a tea towel or something. <laughs> or, I don't know. Um, but again, you, this is what happens, isn't it? You see these women, you just want to work with them and collaborate and support each other and all these business ideas come out and just yep. not enough hours in the day. Yep, yep, for sure. Yeah. Well, I want to say thank you so very much, Karen, for inviting me to Yak and Dander uh, to experience your beautiful tiny town, uh, but as well as explore your shop because I can't wait to get back in there with the camera and take some photos and video footage. Uh, it's just so lovely to meet you and, yeah, just you've got a vibe. So... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I'm going to hold that vibe with me for the rest of uh, the day. Oh, beautiful. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Now, before you take off with all that inspiration and knowledge, we'd love for you to leave a review on our podcast so that we can continue to amplify women's voices in the media. And if you have any questions, we'd like to celebrate a win. You can always connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Oak Magazine AU. I'm so glad we've met and that now you know a friend of mine. <laughs>